0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago
2: sports.
3: This is The Daily Score. Now,
2: here's your host, Mark Grody. Hello, gang. What's up? And welcome into The Daily Score. I am Mark Grody. One of the things that I was thinking this weekend as I was watching the the playoff games, and I'm wondering if you had the same type of moment. It was almost like slow motion for me, <laughs> dramatic slow motion, like watching Green Bay and Jordan Love dominate, watching Detroit win their first playoff game and forever, ever, ever, ever since the 90s, and realizing that there is legitimacy to what was going on in those games, and it was like, Rrr. Because the Bears, this is what they are going to be dealing with over the next decade or so to have to realize that how young Green Bay is, how good Detroit has gotten through and throughout their roster. They hit it, it's kind of a speed bump at some times this year, but it freaked me out a little bit. Now, I do like I, on the overall. Couple things. I like it when the division that I cover, watch, and a fan of the NFC North is doing well because that makes every game interesting home and away against the teams that you play twice a year. And there's nothing like it. I'd rather have Detroit Stadium be packed and crazy and difficult for the Bears to hear than the, the opposite. Um, You know, and if you look at the other way, and I do too, in some ways, I remember back in 2018, my first year covering the team, I was like, this is your window, Bears. you got to do something now in this division because at the time, they beat Green Bay that year. They beat them to win the division. The Detroit was still sucky, Detroit. I don't remember where Minnesota was. They were probably like they always are, just okay. So, like, their, their window for dominating in the division passed them up. And in a weak division, and now it's going to be a tough division. All the more reason to want to see Ryan Pohl succeed in this offseason, considering what we saw Green Bay and Detroit, too. And I heard a couple of guys on the station essentially saying similar things that I am saying right now. One of those is former Bears long snapper Patrick Manley. And here's what he had to say about the division and watching Detroit and Green Bay dominate over the weekend. What do you think of the playoff football so far? Uh, it was disgusting, but I'll tell you what,
1: man, I am ticked at watching the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. It made me ill <laughs> after what he did to the Bears and how well he played against the Cowboys going into that stadium. Uh, the take the North is going to be a lot harder now, man. That just—it's it, not what I was expecting. As the season went on for the Packers and you watch their young receivers and Jordan Love struggle a little bit in what the last nine, 10 games, he's been unbelievable playing as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And that just scares me that they, they got the third one right again. That now we have to deal with another, another great quarterback potentially up there in Green Bay. And that's what I took out of it most. But football, other than that, was just, you know, you kind of tuned it out because it was so bad. But this, if you want the one overall thing that I took away from this weekend was Jordan Love and the Packers, and that scares me for the future.
0: It's, I'm stuck on this, Patrick, because I don't think anyone has this right. I think that depending on the quarterback that you draft, you could make the argument for this guy needs to play right away versus this guy needs <clears throat> to sit and learn. What do you think the value is from players that you've seen sit and, and go out and play immediately? The value of sitting back and learning and then having to then turn it on three years later and perform.
1: Yeah, I understand the money issue, right? That's the biggest thing. But I think you also have to scout who can become a pro the quickest, who can move in any position, who can move into that starting job and become a true pro and not have to make that transition from college and class and social life and all that kind of stuff and truly coming in and being a pro. I think that's the hardest thing. If you can find the quarterback to do that, then you can be successful. Could Jordan Love have done that earlier? I don't know. Obviously, he didn't get the chance, but it's it's worked up there in Green Bay. Um, but again, you, you you're you're shortening that 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 window of money. It's just a hard thing to do. But I think the biggest thing is trying to find a quarterback like a Justin Fields, as far as his personality, can walk into Chicago, deal with the media, handle his teammates, uh, be loved by his uh, teammates, and go out there. But I want better play. But I think you need to find a player like him who can walk in and be a pro right away.
2: Yeah, I mean, you got to agree with that. Uh, One of the things that I thought was interesting that Pat Manley just said there, that it makes him sick, and I understand that. The guy played for the Bears for two decades, so he, he definitely felt the Packers' rivalry. Not everybody does. Not every player does, and I totally understand that.
0: I look at it differently.
2: I am one. I think you know me well enough to know that I definitely grew up a Bears fan, And, you know, I kind of have to tap the brakes on that when I'm a reporter to be as objective as possible. There was a time when I hated Green Bay and I I wanted the worst for Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. But I'll be honest with you. I think anything to wake the Bears up and to make them make bold moves, I am for. Even if it's right in their face and seeing Jordan Love beat their ass twice this year. And to see Jordan Love do what he did in the playoffs, and and Detroit, for that matter. Anything to wake up a franchise which has not had a representative offense forever. And they've had it intermittently, and I don't feel like going through those years right now. I am in no mood to talk about Eric Kramer. (laughs) Or Johnny Morris, or Brandon Marshall, or Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, man. Or D.J. Moore. But uh, hopefully D.J. Moore is part of the future of the, the Chicago Bears. One more cut uh, along the same lines. I'm just, I'm just getting like thinkers here today for the podcast. My guy, Jerry Payton.
3: I was talking to Bears fans, and just they were all saying the same thing. Like, man, great football, but just hurts watching. You know, watching the Lions be successful, watch the Packers be successful. And I, like, listen, I understand it hurts, but dude, this is who you got to compete with. You know, this is this is where when you look at. This division, you got to be able to compete and be able to, uh, you know, find ways. And especially when you look at the quarterback position, that's the, to me, that that's the crazy part because going into the season, the conversation that I was having was, was Justin Fields, the best quarterback in the division. And now we look at it where we, where we sit right now at the Bears sitting home and, and both uh, Green Bay and the Lions still in this thing. It's a... Uh, a lot of question marks, and I I didn't think it would be that way heading into the season, and just to look where we are now in 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 this postseason, it's crazy to see how things have, have have kind of changed and how the the narrative has changed, especially here in Chicago.
2: Yeah, I mean it has, and I think you know JP lines up a little bit more with me too. Hey, you got to deal with it, face the facts. These two teams and <laughs> Minnesota. I mean, as long as Kirk Cousins is in Minnesota. They're always going to compete. And that's that's the Minnesota way. I mean, that team has always managed to be average, if not good. So it's something that the Bears have to deal with. It really just gets me closer to wanting Caleb Williams. And I think I'm, I've been pretty clear with that. But I guess it reinforces the fact that they need that. They need their version of that guy as well. In this to add to the division, and hopefully, Caleb Williams is what everybody has uh, said he was. So, wake up, Bears! Wake up! There is a lot of big time company in that uh, division right now. Last couple minutes of the podcast, I just want to talk about a friend of mine and a friend I think of a lot of ours at the score, and the tons of people that may be watching or listening to this podcast, or just people that listen to the score or listen to the radio or or, or media enthusiasts that we are, uh, will have by the time this airs celebrated the, the anniversary of the death of Les Grobstein. It's been two years now since we lost our friend, Les Grobstein, who I always say perfected overnights in Chicago. Um, Nobody loved working the overnights more. Nobody was better at it. And now he's one of the true characters of the Chicago sports landscape that, and that's really, you know, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'm I like stopping right now because when I was growing up and I, I like people like Les, ready for this, I kind of looked up to Les because of the character part. And, you know, I knew he knew what he was talking about, but he was also funny. He also allowed himself to be part of the joke and part of the story. Um, and you don't see that a lot. There's not a lot of characters that exist in in the business anymore and that's what less was so um, it's definitely something you can go back on the odyssey app and check out midnight to five um it's it's going to be an absolute party we're just going to honor the grabber we're going to laugh a lot with him yeah we do laugh at him sometimes there is no doubt about that and i am complicit in that sometimes i felt bad about that but on the overall i know that i know my respect for Les was real, no matter what I said or did to him <laughs> during many of our, our banterings. But he's a true character and legend of the business. And it's my pleasure to be able to MC and honor the great Les Grobstein. So that is it for today's version of The Daily Score. Thank you always for watching and listening. You know I appreciate it. And I appreciate Ray Diaz, our executive producer. And for Ray, I am Mark Brody. Talk to you soon.